Here's your host, Alex Garrett. And welcome inside the Alex Garrett Podcasting. Here we are on YouTube and YesSpreaker.com. And today I've got uh, uh, mainly something that I might have talked about in the last seven years. uh, Because obviously this Afghanistan crisis has been, and war, has been talked about for years on end. I mean, president after president, we've seen them talk about it, debate it, discuss when the right time is to pull out of Afghanistan. And I don't know if I've fully gone into this, but let me tell you, fifth grade, about nine years old, because I was turning 10 in, in October that year, nine years old, we all remember where we were on 9-11 and the days after. But where were you when we did go into Afghanistan to defend our country, to defend our dignity, to get the terrorists wiped out? Where were you? Well, I'll tell you, I was on my carpet in the apartment on East 44th Street watching us surge right in to wipe out Al-Qaeda, to wipe out the terrorists, to wipe out any enemy we could find. And we still couldn't ten year, until 10 years later find Bin Laden. But we went there for one mission only. And that was to eradicate the terrorists. And we might have done a good job at it. We didn't achieve our ultimate goal until 10 years later, but we got Bin Laden killed. But imagine as a kid watching us go in there in November of 2001. I remember it so vividly. I remember watching the sort of like the sonar, if you will, of us going in to Afghanistan. Now, some would say we invaded. Some would say we colonized it. I would say we want to secure the region to get those terrorists wiped out. I will firmly believe that, and I will firmly stand with the decision to go into Afghanistan. The Iraq war, yes, it it's very questionable. And so that's where I begin. I, because I believe the Afghanistan uh, war against the Taliban was necessary 20 years ago. I believe it's necessary to pull out now, but the right way. But I do believe that Afghanistan was the right move. We had to go and wipe out those terrorists. I firmly believe that. But I get the I also get the idea of a never-ending war. And I hate to say this, but 20 years after 9-11, the families of those that went, of those heroes that went into Afghanistan after 9-11 to defend our country, to get rid of the terrorists, those lives, those blood, the sweat, the tears. You know, I typed all this out on Facebook. It's nothing like talking about it because when you talk about it, it gets you fired up even more. The blood, the sweat, the tears of our men and women who lost their lives defending freedom, getting rid of terrorism. 20 years later, those families have to have a new grief. And that new grief, unfortunately, is watching this mission be totally bungled, be totally wiped, you know, wiped out in a matter of days by the Taliban. 
Now, you could say, well, Trump wanted to negotiate with them. You could say, I guess he wanted him in the White House to meet with him. But at the end of the day, no matter who's in president, who's the president right now, the bottom line is this was bungled and it is a travesty to those men and women who fought their lives in Afghanistan to protect the region, to protect our country, and to get the terrorists. It's a disaster. And it's heartbreaking as well. It's devastating. Our men and women go in there to protect the region only to see it crumble in one minute 20 years later. How is that right? How is that defensible? How is it something to squarely stand behind and believe that's the right move? That I won't understand. That I will not understand. I was in New York on 9-11. And I was so proud, even in fifth grade, when we went in there to defend our to, to defend our country. I believed in it. Now, I may not have known exactly what was happening, but I believed that we were right to go in and defend our country just a couple months later. But I do not believe we are right to just wipe out all the work we've done in a matter of weeks. Okay, maybe the Afghan military became cowards. I don't know. But we are there to protect the region to the to see it through. And this shambles is not American. It's not anywhere close to American. And so as a kid from New York who knew and saw why they went in there to defend, and then thanked the troops when they came back to say thank you for defending our country. Even in Iraq, I didn't say, oh, you're a fool for going there. No, I said thank you for defending our country. It may not have been the best governmental move, but you went in there because you believed that we had to defend uh, Iraq. We had to defend the area. We had to defend against terrorists. And that is why you went. You're not shills for going there believing quote-unquote lie. Troops that go to war do it because they believe in defending our country day in and day out. And now, 20 years later, you're telling all of those troops your efforts meant nothing. We're going to ruin it in one week. That's what it feels like to me. Maybe not to you, but to me it does. And it's heartbreaking. It's absolutely gut-wrenching. Oh, man. And then... The the other thing I, I was thinking about recently... When did this curse on the war on terror that we were winning actually begin? Well, it was when George W. Bush stood in front of that Mission Accomplished banner... And so we did it. We won the war on terror, which was absolutely not true. And if he didn't do that, if he kept working on it, if he kept pushing the terrorists out, we would be better off. But he just said, mission accomplished. We won. And then we found out that wasn't true. And then America became enraged. Now, in the 04 election, when John Kerry was running against Bush, in my heart of hearts, I didn't believe, 
and maybe you didn't either, I don't know, but clearly America didn't believe it either, that we should change hands, that we were in the middle of this war on terror and we had to see it through. That's why he was reelected, I firmly believe. But this is, this is unbelievable. I can't imagine the Gold Star families. You know, they talk about how Trump hit and harassed the Gold Star families that were at the DNC. Well, this is more of a harassment. You know why? Because these Gold Star families now see the progress that their loved ones built up for 20 years go to waste. That is harassment of Gold Star families. That brings up trauma. For the Gold Star families, look, when anybody's deployed, it is heart-wrenching. Will they come back? Will they survive? We love you for doing this, but be safe. When they come back, it is an emotional, you've seen the videos, emotional return to normal life. And sometimes it's not normal because of the PTSD, but they make the best they can. Just talk to Jason Van Camp. Just talk to uh, Kevin Miller. Just talk to anybody who's been on the ground. They make... The best they can when they get home after serving our country with dignity. With dignity. So to be deployed firstly is gut-wrenching. It's nerve-wracking. It's horrifying. It's a proud moment, yes, when they go off to war. You know, when they go and serve their country. But for the families, they don't know. They wait for days by the phone. They wait for calls. And for 20 years, they got calls some good, some awful, some horrible. All culminating now with this added trauma of seeing all that gut-wrenching feeling 20 years later, uh, 20 years ago and then some. Be like, well, all that worrying? All that wondering if your loved one's going to survive on the battlefield? We don't care. That's the message it's sending today. That's the message it's sending, that we don't care. You might have suffered through the deployment. You might have suffered when they were there worried about them, wondering when you're, you're going to hear from them. Oftentimes, in the olden days, in, the golden, in, the, in World War I, World War II, those movies were romanticized. Oh, look, he sent a letter from uh, Europe. He sent a letter as he's on the ground fighting to, to win the war. But can you imagine that they probably felt the same, same grief, same worry that those in 2001 did, in 2001 and beyond did. And in one week, in one week you've said, doesn't matter, Taliban can overrun Kabul, we, we, we've done enough, we did what we could. All those lives that were sacrificed to defend the region in honor of getting rid of terrorists, in honor of getting rid of evil. We don't care. It's I just I stand beside I stand behind my decision, President Joe Biden said. That's what he said. He squarely stands by his decision. Is that honoring the troops, Joe Biden? Or anybody of common sense? Is that honoring the troops? It sure as hell doesn't honor the troops to me. It says, we don't care what you did for 20 years. We're just going to let it eradicate. We got to go. We can't let this lurch into a third decade. Okay, but you can't also say, let's just destroy the progress of 20 years in that area. You cannot say that either. And so 
the crises piling up right now from Afghanistan alone. Then you look at Greg Abbott getting COVID yesterday. That's just horrible. Vaccinated. I don't understand that either. I don't understand how fully vaccinated can still get it. It doesn't register with me. But I'll cover that another day because this this whole week has brought up something in me that that fifth grader watching eight watching the smolder on TV before they shut the TV off, the smolder of 9-11, then watching it over and over again is just heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching to me. And I hope it is to you that it's so gut-wrenching, the efforts after 9-11 should make you proud we were in there to defend, but make you even more angry that we left the way we did. Because the bottom line is, no matter how you shape it, we've just told veterans who have lost their lives, veterans who have PTSD from the Afghan war, veterans who may have even been hit by roadside bombs in Afghanistan trying to defend the area. Your efforts are no more. We, we don't need them. We're, we're going to just trash them entirely. And as an American, that should piss you off. As a New Yorker, knowing what they went in there to defend, that should piss you off too. Because they wanted to defend our city, firstly. Think of it that way. They went in to defend our city and get rid of the terrorists that planned 9-11. And now they're telling New York City, the efforts we did to protect you, we don't care anymore. That's what they're telling New York City. And you might think I'm crazy for saying that, but that's how it feels. When you wake up today in New York City and not see the World Trade Center, the Twin Towers. Okay, the Freedom Tower is resilient. It shows resilience. But the bottom line is, 20 years ago, we still had the Twin Towers up today. August 18th, 2001, they were up today. And they're no longer there. And so we went into Afghanistan to defend the nation, yes. But at the very heart of it, to defend this city. You're going to attack our city? We're not going to stand for it. You're going to attack New York City? We're not going to stand for it. Until now. Now we're going to let all the efforts we did to defend the city by protecting the region, making sure terrorists couldn't touch us again, dissipate. This is on the Biden administration. No matter how you slice it. No matter how many excuses you can make. Well, this president did this. Or this president didn't do this. Okay, but... You're in charge now. This is on you. you. You bungled this. And you caused grief again for millions of veterans and their families who saw the life's work for 20 years fall to the Taliban. How is the Taliban getting any normalcy? They're a terrorist group. Tell me how that makes sense. They might be leading the country or whatever, but but they're a terrorist group. And now they seem to be getting normalcy. Being on our networks. Talking about what they're going to do. Where is this making sense? This doesn't make any sense to me. And it shouldn't make sense to you. But if you think of this as an invasion that we did or whatever, 
and you're from New York, think of it differently. Think of it as we went in there to defend what they did to our beloved New York City nearly 20 years ago. That's what that's about. Call me naive. Call me stupid. Call me a fifth grader that didn't grow up. I don't care. That's what they did. Well, that's what we did. To go in there and wipe out the terrorists and say, we will not stand for you attacking our nation and attacking one of the biggest cities in the world, which, by the way, grew to 8.8 million people in 10 years. And believe me, 10 years from now, that sentence might show something different because of the pandemic, because of the policies. I hope we say 8.8, but I don't know. I just don't know under Cuomo and de Blasio what will happen in the next census. That's that's another discussion. But as a New Yorker, you should be angry. As an American, you should be angry. And angry because the neighbor across the street that might have served and that you know that served in Afghanistan for more than uh, five plus years, I may have still been deployed there as of today, that work is gone. And how is that acceptable? Answer me that. How is that acceptable? Alex at alexgnyc.com. Alex at alexgnyc.com. We'll talk to you soon on Alex Garrett Podcasting.